Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are two wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. August 18th, 2021. You're listening to another edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer, on your Wednesday morning. Hope you're doing well, and we appreciate you being here. Roush, I even hope you're doing well, buddy. I'm doing well. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, what else is up? I just, I, I just felt, I felt a little, little echoey there. there. I don't know how to get rid of this when it happens, but I guess we just w- work our way through it. I don't know. There we go. You sound good to me, buddy. Okay, good, good. Um, no, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Um, that's that. That's good to hear. Yeah. You were traveling. You had a busy day yesterday. A lot of stories, podcasts, going to and from Lexington, getting to see an open practice. So uh, I'm guessing you're happy that no travel today. Uh, no, there is travel today. We're going to the Harrisburg Rotary Club. Oh, that I thought that was on a Monday for whatever reason. So, all right, we got a little, we got a little Wednesday Rotary Club. Oh, do you need to know how to get to Harrisburg? No, no, I have, uh, I have this thing. It's called a map, uh, an atlas. Keep it in my car in case I get lost. No, I, I don't use a map or an atlas. Um, and actually, I, I think I could have gotten to Harrisburg without any directions at all because. I've been down that road before, been in Danville. So, uh, you, you know, it was Lawrenceburg, Harrisburg, Danville, down 127. Been there, done that. Should be an exciting day. Uh, I, I kind of have a rough outline of what I'm going to say. Really glad we got to watch an open practice and know who's going to be the quarterback because that just, man, breads my butter. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I, I'm just going to be honest with everybody. I... I, I I'm going to take it a little easier, maybe, on U of L fans, with one exception. I'll get a pass here or there because I, I just have to. But I'm going to stop getting on them. Oh, gosh. I say that, and then I'm literally just going to be a hypocrite uh, oh, mo- mo- moments later. That's okay, though. It'll be, wor- it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. But I- I'm going to stop getting on them for the buying into like summer hype because. You all oh, yesterday, man. you all yesterday it. have me hook, line, and sinker. All of it. <laughs> there, there's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, oh, I, the cover, the coverage across the UK sites yesterday was phenomenal. I loved it. Uh, I mean, all of all, all the big hitters had good content. I loved the videos that I saw on Twitter, um, also on these different websites as well. Uh, I love the picture gallery Jeff Drummond had on cats. It was just all good. Luckett's articles were phenomenal, just all around good stuff. And listen, I still am going to deep down in my soul. I still truly believe that this offense is going to be run heavy. And I, I still stand by that, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon excited. Like, the fact that U- UK is has a quarterback that can just throw a football that far is exciting, and knowing that they're going to have the best or maybe the second-best offensive line in the SEC, so he's going to have all day to let those wide receivers get 
really anywhere on on the field, and he can make that throw, or at least I, I, can he do it consistently? I know that there that may you know maybe maybe not every single time, but it's going to at least keep a defense honest to the point where you're you're if he's going to have all day. He can go over the top. He can hit you on a 40-yard out. It, it, he could hit you on a 35-yard post. It's just you, it, it's it's gonna it, it, he's gonna have time to to really create and do some special things. So uh, you all you all have got me pumped up. You all did a good job with the media coverage yesterday. And hey, UK, guess what? It worked. The open practice worked. You have fans really really excited. I bet you probably sold a few more season tickets. And by a few, I'd probably say hundreds, just by letting media do what media does. And that gets out what they saw. And they saw a lot of good things yesterday, Roush. Oh, we certainly did. Uh, I was, uh word I'm looking for? I think my overall takeaway, though, was that I was happy that I wasn't completely surprised. A lot of what we've heard kind of was reinforced uh, by what was what we saw out there where Kentucky's good up front. Will Levis can put the ball where it needs to be and the receivers just got to get better. I mean, it's, it's, that's, that's the book on Kentucky. Uh, but man, Will Levis, if you want to just talk about from a, uh, jumping off the page standpoint, there was, there's a couple guys who are banged up. It's preseason camp. It happened. So did Tom McClain, he wasn't dressed. Neither was Kavasi smoke. Uh, you know, Chris Rodriguez, they don't really he does he doesn't do a lot of teamwork, like not but like whenever they're in the eleven on eleven periods, usually Chris gets like a play or two and he's done. If if any at all. They they take it very easy on him. Juan Dale, I don't know if he tweaked up anything, but he wasn't in the two minute drill. And despite having all of those weapons out, Levis had a nice two minute drill to end practice where man, if Rasan Lewis doesn't stop running on one route you know it ends with a 50-yard touchdown they still end up getting a field goal but you know he kept the drive alive he got the ball moving down the field really knows how to put the ball in the right places very exciting love to see what i did from from will levis just you know there's a couple times where he puts the ball right there guys got to catch it um in one-on-ones they did well but, you know, when, when they got in another period, sometimes, uh, you know, maybe heard a little bit of footsteps. They got to work on that. But I, I don't think that's anything we didn't know. I will do my best to try to, like, remember where I read something so I could try to give the the author or the journalist the, the proper credit. But read so much on so many different websites that naturally there's going to be some um, – I'm going to kind of forget where I read some of the information – uh, but it, it, on that two-minute drill where they they got the field goal, wasn't the wasn't the premise? Hey, a field goal wins it, not not tie. A field oh goal yeah, winner. yeah, yeah. And like they, it's a, they just needed a score. And Levis, his first, you know, just went right down, got him in field goal range. That that's that's impressive. That that mm-hmm. that's that. There's reason to get excited about that. And and what uh, a lot of what I read and a lot of what the media saw yesterday, except one thing, Roush. Supposedly kicking just just was terrible, just really yeah, yeah. dreadful. Luck it charted it, and it was like, yeah, Ruffalo missed, you know, his final three kicks, <laughs> and one of them, uh, it was actually a great catch by one of the managers. It was like wide left, by like fifteen yards, and the manager had like a running like, ah, caught it midair. So, you know, 
but hey, it changed. It's it, we got plenty of time. Um, I, I'm going based off more from the kicking standpoint. I like what I saw last year. This, you know, that that was a game. This is practice. We talking about practice now. Come on, practice. Yeah, it still is worrisome. And in the and and maybe Kentucky's still there. Maybe they're not. I guess it kind of just depends on how good you think Kentucky's going to be this year. But there's been years where it's just like Roush. We can't afford to be inconsistent in the kicking game. And maybe last year was even one of them. And when you when you think about how much the the offense struggled to pass the football, then it it does hit home and it is probably accurate but there's been times where it's just you, you can't afford to miss e- easy points you you can't leave points out there it, you're just you're you're not talented enough or maybe it's you're not deep enough whatever the scenario has been we've been in that situation before and again maybe as early as last season i think that like kentucky could be okay um i i'm obviously really excited about this season think Kentucky's going to be good I think nine ten wins are certainly on the table for UK but still uh, maybe it's just the lifelong Kentucky football fan in me you 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 can't leave them out there so I hope it does improve it it can just kind of have this weird ripple effect on a college football team where if your kicker starts to just stink in a game you can almost just see like the air come out of the balloon on the entire team so any you know i remember that game goskowski for the titans just kept missing kicks and oh my gosh yeah you could just see the sidelines just just deflated after every miss but hell they still rolled him out there and i think he ended up kicking the game winner that day and they can change you know you're you're only it it can take just one kick to kind of turn it around and and get momentum back and that's why you got to hope that kickers can keep a good headspace because you could miss several throughout the game, come back and nail them. And it's funny, like, is this a KRC curse? Many people are saying because we were talking about kicking just yesterday and you were telling us not to worry. Yeah. yeah I'm, tr- well, I'm trusting you. It's just one practice. Right, right. People have bad days. You know, it happens. Um, I'm, I'm not going to get too worked up over it. I mean, in like, if I, I would be more worried that Wilson Barry is a little tweaked up and i mean goodfellow was decent in the one game he had to sub in for max last year i'd be a little more worried about that now granted that's you know we're still two and a half weeks away he can get healthy by then but like it'd be really annoying if you brought in this aussie punter and he's got like this nagging groin injury or something and just can't get back on the field i'm a little more worried about that than ruffalo having a bad day kicking wise um so you know that's just me yeah we we could experience an austin mcginnis sort of effect where we were so used to punting just not really being an issue for the most part i guess with the the, the bad snap excluded but mm-hmm. that's uh that's always been something that's like all right you know and and thank goodness it was good because there was plenty of times that that kentucky needed to punt at times so i i i hope he can get healthy and have they have they commented on it have they said that nothing to worry about he'll be fine just taking some time off uh i don't I, I think they did saturday um and stoops was like yeah you know he's a little banged up but you know nothing else no, no, nothing else like you know they, they don't get too into detail with stuff like that unless it, they do foresee it being serious now i will say on the good injury side of things the jj weaver's back to going up against offensive linemen in practice it's still not 100 percent live and 
I even saw Dare Rosenthal giving him a little bit of hell in practice. Like, dude, we weren't even live. Come on, man. But JJ is is close to back. Uh, whenever they were having the special teams period, which they have a couple of them, you know, they spend a good amount of time on special teams. Ah, third phase of the game, can't forget it. During that time, the guys who aren't involved, you know, work separately. And Brad White just does one-on-one stuff with JJ the whole time. So he was looking good out there. And uh, I've just, I've got a good feeling that he'll be back week one. Wow. Is this inside scoop? No, I mean, that's just, I mean, it's what he's been telling people. Well, and also <laughs> you had, you had literally, you also literally said that you have a good feeling that it's uh so it's a feeling, <laughs> not a scoop, but yeah, that the exciting all the same. And I, I, I saw that, I think initially the reports kind of following along live via social media was he was doing just kind of those side workouts and whatnot. And then I guess it was seven on sevens that he had had subbed in for and was going live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wasn't in the 11, wasn't in the 11 on 11, but was on the seven on seven. Right. Right. So he's, he's coming along. I mean, I'm sure that sure they're still going to have him on a snap count. You know, I, I expect nothing less. Um, for a guy who's just working his way back after an ACL injury, but he's looking good out there. So that was, that was good to see. But I, I mentioned Dare Rosenthal. That was the biggest news of yesterday is that we came back and everybody was back in their place. Daring Kennard was not at left tackle. Kennard was back at right. Dare was working left tackle. And then you had Jeremy Flax kind of rotating in and they did a lot of work in this jumbo package where they went three tights and one of the tight ends was your boy, Jeremy Flax, where they got, they got real big, real heavy up front. So um, Eric Wolford spoke with the media afterwards and he essentially put it like, you know, we, we don't have time to play our way in shape or, you know, or, I mean, I had the exact quote, but we don't have time to, to learn on the job. That's what it was. We've got to be good right now. Those guys are really good where they're at. So let's just play ball and like that then it makes total sense so i know that uh darian wanted to come back and, and try to prove that he can play the money-making position but well let's be honest tj bet between ourselves here even if he was great at left tackle this year nfl teams still probably weren't going to play him at left tackle he's just not built like a left tackle he's he's great as a run blocker on the right side of the offensive line why not just go be the best you can be at that spot, work on your pass pro because you haven't done a lot of it and still get paid a ton of money to play that spot. Uh, Liam Cohen name dropped the right tackle that they had at the Rams who made uh, $32 million in four years. So like, even though left tackle is the money position, right tackles, they, if you're good, you get paid pretty well for doing your job. So uh, they said that Kennard, you know, took it well like he wasn't too upset about it um and I'm, I'm willing to think too that that's not all lip service i mean he said you know for the team whenever he came back i think he's willing to do whatever it takes they just have to sell him on a different way um just you know different way of going about things like hey just go kick ass and be the best college football right tackle in america go do you darian i wonder if it was the old the old bait and switch like yeah you should definitely come back we'll we'll let you play left it'll be it'll be great it'll be good for your nfl career 
And then, like, realistically, they're like, all right, we may let him give it a, the old college try, but now that he's back, why don't we just move him back to his old position? Well, I think they would have tried him. Like, I think they would have kept him at left because Flax is more of a right tackle as well if Dare Rosenthal doesn't transfer. But, you know, like you, when you add a guy who's a left tackle, that they caught him running 20 miles an hour, TJ. Yeah, an offensive insane. tackle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you kind of you gotta you gotta play to your strengths, and for Canard's sake, that as much as you said, hey, that's that's his natural position. That's where he's better. Also, like when you're going to be in the NFL next year, it, it's not going to be the end of the world. They you you could always give it another shot, just because after three weeks or a couple months, I guess going back maybe to the spring, you gave it you you, you tried this new position. It probably just made you a, a better right, if anything, because you just learn more. And that's never a bad thing. And secondly, it, you can always give it another go again at the professional ranks if, if that's what an NFL team sees best for you. But, Roush, you are, I would imagine, right, that, that he is a better at the right, and, and that's where he'll stay. But I thought – so, actually, I, I've got a few things with the offensive line. Uh, let me first just say, what what's the – do we do we like Eric Wolford? Is, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm or, a big fan. I'm a big fan. You know, obviously, it's kind of like you got a big shoe, you got big shoes to fill situation, kind of like who, you know, who can replace a, a legendary coach. We see that in sports all the time. It, it, he's got a, he's got a tough job. Yeah, no, he certainly does. Uh, but he's had about every kind of job. You know, he was a head coach at Youngstown State for a little while, he's been with the 49ers. Like, he's seen pretty much every side of football you can. And he's also just a great character. Like, man, that man can spin a mean f bomb. I mean, it's 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 great to watch him do work with his guys. And then when he came over to talk to the media, you know, he gave some great answers, and not just to, you know, talking about his players, but also he was asked, you know, just did the COVID year stunt the growth for any of those young guys? And he's like, you know, I don't. To be frank, I don't see it with the young guys. I see it more with the high school kids um, because and, – and that makes sense in that, you know, at college you had a lot of resources to keep practices going, to keep games going. You know, you, you, what? Even the teams that had a ton of COVID cancellations at worst had like, what, four or so? I think Houston had like four or five maybe. But there was – I mean, I bet you could count on – two hands just the number of teams in jefferson county that played five games or less last year manual prp yeah. like you know it was everywhere so I, I think from in that case where it took them completely off the field you know that 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 was an observation something to keep an eye on for these 2023 guys uh there was also one thing he said yesterday too that to, to go back to the offensive line talk in general he admitted that like hey we're having to do a lot more pass pro stuff like we know these guys are good run blockers, but we've got to have them do more stuff. He's like, you're going to face third and long eventually. And in the SEC, it's a game of five on five. They're going to try to get you with five one-on-one -on -one matchups in some shape or form. And they just need to beat one guy. They just need one guy. So they're going to try to attack your worst guy with their best. So we can't afford to have any kinks in the armor if you will was kind of how he put it and if you've got guys like canard you know i know that he was just mentioning it offhand in the spring but like you know talking about just he knows the plays but then he's got to think about stepping 
before the snap, snapping with a different foot or, or, or stepping with a different foot to start out. Like little stuff like that. There's it, it, there's no reason to go through that when the stakes are that high. Kentucky's going to get in some third and long situations, and you can't have your quarterback on the ground. You just can't. Mm, stakes. Man, steak and eggs. That would be sounds nice. Back uh, when I lived in St. Matthews, there was a breakfast place I'd go to where if it was a – I could walk to it, so – We'd go pretty frequently, but if it was a big sports day, like if one of my favorite teams had a big game, it was walk to this place and get the steak and eggs. That's how you just that's how you kick the day off knowing it's a big day. Mm. Man. Man. Sounds <sighs> sounds delicious. No, uh all well all all exciting stuff and good to hear about Wolford. What I would add is uh, well, I guess what I I found interesting was that the defensive line got a lot of praise yesterday yeah. and and maybe to some degree won some of the matchups against the offensive line, or at least exceeded expectations against the offensive line. So can you tell us more about that? Cause I know folks are, are worried about getting pressure. And as much as we talk about third down offensively, you you've got to get off the field defensively on those third down plays. Those it goes both ways for Kentucky. So that that seemed like good news. I've got a little caveat or a little twist on it, but I, I would I would like to hear more about it. Yeah, so I think for me, some of it was difficult to um, suss out, like because the defensive line blew up the team run period, but they know like it's 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 a run period. <laughs> they know that it's coming. They know it's going to be the run. And they're not tackling all the way to the ground. So, you know, they, they blow the whistle dead, but are those guys going to break through and get three or four more yards? So it, it was a little bit difficult in that aspect. But I really liked what I saw from Octavius Oxendine. He slimmed down. He's got some juice to him. Uh, you know, Marquand McCall is a load. And, and then I... I think for me on the defensive line, what really separates them is, man, there's second, like there's, there's a lot of really good guys in there. Like Josiah Hayes, as much as we like to talk about uh, Justin Rogers and we like to poke fun about Josiah Hayes's neck, like that dude, that dude plays like a guy who is also a top 200 recruit. You know, I mean, they, they have some guys <laughs> in that second group where there's real no step down and, I know that you can rotate some pieces on that offensive line, but when you just strip it wholesale and just run straight twos, that second group of defensive lines probably got the advantage. So uh, I, I I thought from a uh, – Stoops always talks about being violent and, and really getting after the offensive line at the point of attack. I mean, they there's no doubt about it. They were doing that. Now – I will give the offense credit, though, that when push came to shove, uh, they did they did do well. Like in that two minute drive, well, Levis faced very little pressure. Um, granted, the defense, you know, they're 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 playing differently. You know, it's it's a lot faster. You know, it's harder to get a good rush. You're not going to blitz as much. That sort of deal. Um, you know, so the 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 offense almost has them on their heels a little bit. But uh, all in all, like you do have to like the depth that they have at that defensive line. I'm just still 
I'm not going to be sold that they can create those havoc stats, tackles for loss, sacks, because I, you know, th- th- that's something you have to actually complete the play in the course of a game. You know, you you can't really simulate it as much as you'd like to in practice. So, you know, still, I, I like what I saw, but there's still, you know, I'm I'm holding out a little bit of hope that they're going to, you know, uh, put pen to paper and do that on Saturdays. So you, I, I like, I hear you. You can't check the box just yet, but you're feeling, you're feeling good. And that was one thing Eric Wolford said is uh, similar to Schlarman. He's going to play a lot of offensive linemen, and why the heck wouldn't you if if you have that depth? And that's how you, the, the margin isn't as wide in the SEC. A lot of SEC programs have depth, but that's how you get those freakish numbers that you saw or that we read yesterday on the air regarding Mark Story's story. That's how you just wear teams down. And so for you to say that you feel pretty good about the depth on the other side of the ball as well, it also goes both ways, where you can wear down an offensive line by just being relentless with getting in their face, hitting them, and and, and moving the line of scrimmage backwards. So I, 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 again, it's just like, Good on you, UK. You did that to get folks excited, and you got us. You really, yeah. really did. Because everything we've just talked about, it's just been one thing after another. Where I don't think this team is without potentially some weak, without a weakness or some weaknesses. It's just you feel so good about so many areas, though, and that's that's exciting for for this season because I think the schedule sets up nicely. We're going to talk football. We're going to talk a lot of it. We're getting closer and closer each and every day. You can basically taste it at this point text mm-hmm. on into the show 502-414-1450 we will hit a break and roush i imagine we'll come back and we'll keep talking football yeah can't wait all right we'll do that when we return this is krc on big x sports radio tj walker nick roush and douglas the producer Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. The only thing I've learned in the last two hours is that American men love drinking beer, pee too often, and have trouble getting erections. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer. Hope you're having a great start to your Wednesday morning. Text on into the show, best way to get in touch with the show 502-414-1450 and remember if you're new to krc we go seven to nine monday through friday replay the show nine to eleven as well if that works out better for you if you want to listen on radio or the tune in radio app or however you're you're listening to us we appreciate and then of course anywhere you get your podcast just search kentucky roll call leave a funny review like the Krogue did, and we are always appreciative for those ratings and reviews. Roush, big news I saw during the break there. Oh, big what time. Happened? The Shakaroni is back. Shakaroni. Oh, no, don't, the, play, the, don't play. Don't play Koi. Don't play Koi. The big pepperoni pizza? Yeah, the big pepperoni pizza. Yeah, of course. The big pepperoni pizza. Yeah, the one with a bajillion pepperonis on it. It's amazing. 
It's the best thing Papa John's has ever done. And no. listen, folks, we all Sorry, know. It's not. No, it's hold not. on. Uh, hush. Sh- 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 sh. We all know that we are just going to eventually get to a chacaroni stuffed crust mix because credit to Papa John's. And I, I was not happy that they basically moved everything out of Louisville, but I wasn't, I wasn't thrilled about that. But the stuffed crust was good. I don't care what anybody says. The stuffed crust was good. If we get that stuffed crust with the chacaroni, I, I don't know what more anybody could ask for in a pizza. Period. Well, so if they're smart, I think we're working towards that marriage, but it's so good, Roush. Well, that's why I wanted to stop you because their stuffed crust is the best thing they've ever done. It's, oh, okay. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm just a big pepperoni guy for, for what it's worth. But I, I don't. I'm not I gonna. Just, I'm not gonna fight you on that. Their stuffed crust was amazing. I just don't know how like more pepperonis is like the best thing they've ever like. You know, like oh, you just put more pepperonis on. Like real creative. They here. have like, good pepperonis. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. Like they're they're just. I know that it's probably, you know, they say better ingredients, better pizza, but uh, it's it is what it is. It's kind of like fast food pizza to some degree, but their yeah. pepperonis are delicious. They're they're really good. They're they're okay. way up there in the pre- in the pepperoni game. Ooh, uh, speaking of things we saw during the break, do you know what happened on this date in two thousand nine? Two thousand nine. Yeah. So let's see. Heading Usually, into, this is a boring this, time of the year. Not a whole lot's happening. Um, uh, my college freshman orientation. Uh, yeah, and it was ruined by Brett Favre signing with the Vikings. Oh yeah, you know what? That actually it was right around that. Uh, no kidding. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a happy camper. If he went to the Jets, whatever, he's in the AFC, it's the Jets. But NFC North, that, that one stung a little bit. I still love Brett. Brett made some news yesterday. Did you see, uh, see I, that? I, I did, did not see, see the that? news he made yesterday. I have heard him say in an interview, though, that he wanted to, like, he was so mad at Green Bay that he wanted to go to, like, the Vikings or some team in the – I, I forget what it was, like what team it was that he had a deal. Like it was either going to be the Jets or somebody else. And he told the GM the other place, and then they traded him to the Jets. Yeah. he, he His interview with Pardon My Take was really, really good. And he, he kind of tells that story that they had a deal. It wasn't – I think it was an NFC team. It may have been the Bucks. I think it was the Bucks. Yeah, yeah there we go. That sounds right. Yeah. And at the last minute, Green Bay was like, eh, we don't want you in the NFC. So he had said that he, like, the, he, he, he would have, the Bucks, it was a good offer. They had a good team. He liked, like, the setup down there, blah, 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 whatever it was. But he had said, while I would go to an NFC team, I wouldn't go in the NFC North. But then after the Jets thing, he was like, eh, I'll go anywhere now. So whatever the, oh, it's the Vikings, then I'll go to the Vikings. So he kind of lost that sense. But, uh, all has been all is well now in okay. Brett Favre Packers relationships, and uh, probably a better relationship than than what Aaron's got going on. So uh, we know how to treat our amazing, legendary, once in a lifetime, but we've had two quarterbacks. So <laughs> we are the best. Hey, whatever you may be bringing, uh, you whether it's a Brett Favre. Well, I don't know what the Brett Favre bit, but you could probably bring that pepperoni pizza to the bobby cook golf academy roush it's kind yeah. of a great byo whatever he, he mentions it with the beer but that's kind of an inside krc secret but you could also bring your own food and have a nice little boys day 
a couple's outing, a little date lunch, a little uh, couple's lessons, whatever it may be, you, 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 you go with some people and you have a good time. He's got three simulators. You can play any course throughout the world. You can do the driving range, which is going to make you a better golfer than just going to your driving range down the road or your local golf club because it tells you where you're coming in on the ball, your power, your spin velocity, all these words that I don't quite understand, but they do make you a better golfer or maybe you just want lessons. That's the best way to become a better golfer is that Bobby Cook directly tell you what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right. And it doesn't matter if you're a beginner, you've never played the sport before. Go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com to learn more. All right, Roush, what do you got? Uh, well, I was curious. You said Brett Favre made a little bit of news. Yeah, uh, sorry. I uh, got sidetracked there. Okay. The, the, the little bit of news was he said not to play football if you are under the age of 14. And parents should not let their kids play football until they're 14. Huh. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I could see waiting till like eighth grade. Like, I, I think a lot of the kids, not a lot, but there's a good amount of kids that we talk to now that they they're playing college football and they didn't start playing until they were in, you know, seventh, eighth grade, freshman year of high school. So I can see that. I mean, at least not tackle football. Uh, I get that. You don't want to take the extra shots to the head unnecessarily. I don't know if I agree or, or disagree. I, I certainly don't think it'd be like a bad thing. And, um, but I also think that it's not the end of the world. You got to think about the, the millions of kids that have played football before the age of 14 over the course of, um, you know, a a hundred years that, Mm -hmm. and, and while it's probably not ideal to have brains hit and rattled around and whatnot, uh, you, you can be okay. It's, he's entitled to his opinion, kind of rich coming from Brett Favre. I think maybe the The king of concussions, I I, I think, (laughs) well, and maybe he'd be the one to say, see, I, I wish, but like maybe it's uh, the better lesson is not to get addicted to the pain medication, which is that that is you know op- opioids and all that stuff. That's a much uh, that's that's also a big deal, and uh, I think maybe even impacts more people than than football head injuries. But I think most of Brett's damage was done certainly after the age of fourteen. But I don't think it would hurt also to to keep your your kid off. I, it's just. It's you worry about the development of like if I, my kid's not playing tackle football till he's a teenager and other people have been doing it for a while, how can he catch up to them? Which yeah, he can, he can. He, I think he probably, the, he probably can. I, I'd say there's yeah. some that maybe would be a little too far behind, but we hear about those recruits all the time, Roush, that have only been playing football a couple of years, right? Right, right. I mean, the biggest thing is just learning how to, uh, you know, get like take a hit and give a hit. I mean, you know, if you've got good coaching when you're younger, then like, that's fine. Like it, it definitely personally, it, it, I would have, I needed to start playing football earlier. Cause hell my first two years, three years, I pff, didn't know what I was doing out there taking hits and hell my friends would joke and say that I didn't know how to give out a hit even when I was older. But, uh, regardless of all that, like it definitely did take me a while to adjust. And I had some friends who, uh, started playing football later than I did, and they it took them a long time. Um, you know, it happens. But I think, like, if you're playing flag football at a younger age, you're at least around the game. You've got a good sense of it, you know. 
it might be a rough seventh grade year like like seventh and eighth grade that i mean it's middle school 13 14 like i I feel like that it's fine you know Uh, that that's kind of where i where i fall in in this debate but hey i don't have to make any of this decision for another 10 years or so So yeah i'm good for now yeah i can change my mind before then definitely not under two-year-olds should play tackle tackle football that's something brett and i also agree on oh no we gotta stop friday nights then yep sorry buddy hey that's uh high school football starts tomorrow yep man no tomorrow's thursday or two days geez i've done that a lot because today's like my last day going into the uh the the, the office mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll be doing radio tomorrow but i've already done that a couple times this morning where i th- I've thought today is thursday which is not what you're looking for no no not what you're looking for i did see that uh jcps this it did not take long it only took them like a week to approve that uh central will name their football stadium after tos groggins very cool uh not sure when exactly they're doing it but very happy to to see them make that move yeah that was uh i saw that as well that's great good news got it done before the season started two days away from the start of the high school football season and just hope uh not I hope these games stop getting canceled, which uh, feel, yeah, so feel, feel, feel bad for the kids. I, thought, I think three have already been canceled so far. Um, yeah. So. Gonna, gonna, yeah, it's gonna gonna be gonna be tough to Real bummer to have a full complete season. You just hope it's more more normal uh, mm-hmm. than it was last season, but but we shall see. Yes. All right, text into the show five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Do you have uh, any other football takes that are that you're itching to get out? Uh, I do want to talk just a little bit more about the receivers because I, I, you, you have your moments where, you know, Josh Ali makes a big play and you're like, okay, that's what I expect. Then you have times like Tay-Tay Grooms catches a bomb. You know, he gets loose on a go route. And then, you know, three plays later, he comes back in. They try to throw a slant to him. Kind of gets beat up on the line of scrimmage. Isaiah Epps doesn't really, like, do anything crazy. But he didn't do anything bad. So, I think he's going to be up there in that rotation. And Demarcus Harris is somewhere in that mix as well. But I, I just think that, like, right now, there is a big kind of mess of next guys up who are all kind of like, it's just trying to find the right time, strike them while the iron's high. But I, I am convinced that Rasan Lewis is going to get some play this year. I don't know how much exactly, but uh, look at, I think, you know, likened it to like a David Bouvier-like contribution. If you get that or like a Charles Walker-esque kind of, you know, he's good for a couple really important catches a year, makes a couple really big plays, like fine by me, sign me up for that. And uh if they can get that from from walk on you didn't expect from the beginning of the year, I think that's a, a, a positive development in that wide receiver room. I actually had a take on Lewis and had written that down. That's a perfect segue. And exactly what you said, let's not make him a walk-on anymore. Let's go ahead and give him Joey Gatewood scholarship. Um, do I need to... No, no, and I know, I know, but like, let's not, you know, who cares? Let's not judge people on their parents, parents or or, yeah. or those situations. He's earned it. Like he he deserves to 
it, maybe he likes the label as a walk on from kind of like you know a gritty underdog standpoint. But he he, he I, it already seems like he has done more than enough to earn himself a scholarship and to be a scholarship player. He should get Joey Gatewoods if Joey Gatewood decides that he's uh, going to to transfer, and it certainly seems like he's going to. And people forget that he was practicing last year. Which has anybody kind of talked about that? Like, did we hear about him? A lot, a lot last year. Do we hear about him at all last year? What what has kind of changed for him? And he he's got experience. He's had two full years of college football. He's been playing college football since Kentucky's kind of most recent memory dream season in 2018. He was at UCF and then he was at FAU and then practiced with Kentucky last year. So he he is not uh, new to college football, Roush. No, no, he's not at all. Vince will tell you now that he was high on him last year but i don't know you know i mean come on i i I don't know i don't remember people talking about it i do like that that was definitely something happening in the spring though where they were talking about rasan lewis um being an impact guy i don't know what this you know obviously if gatewood leaves they're going to have a scholarship open but i don't know where the general overall count is um but hey if I think if there's anybody making a case for it right now, it's him. So, uh, no, I don't completely disagree with it. But uh, would you rather have that or take in like a transfer? Like, what, what? I don't, I'm not saying this is the case, but what if it's him or Eric Taylor from LSU, like a high major? Well, then you obviously go Eric Taylor. Yeah. I, and that, I mean, that's but the... it just seems, it, it, well, with the exception of maybe Eric Taylor, it's just probably too late in the game. It's either Eric Taylor or probably nobody. And realistically, it kind of seems like it's probably going to be nobody. Well, but I think my thought is that, like, well, you know, I, I've got some the, – the, the wheels are spinning in my head. Because part of it is, like, you have the scholarship open for next year. I guess it's for right now. Maybe you give them the scholarship for right now and say, but, hey, we kind of need that to go get some other guys later on. Yeah, I think you get what I'm saying. Like, no, I, I, I do. I if you could bring in somebody for this year, then okay, maybe you you save it. But if you're worried about next year, those numbers always seem to work out one way or another. And plus, he could potentially decide that you know he's kind of done playing college football at that point. He's a junior. You'd think he'd come back, but we don't know what kind of season he'd have. But I, I, I think if you're worried about the numbers for next year, you let the chips fall where they may. I just I feel like he's probably earned it, and 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 that's something that should be acknowledged. And uh, just because it's no, certainly no financial, you think it wouldn't be a financial burden, um, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's not. It couldn't mean it couldn't be something special for him. Uh, I feel a lot better about who's going to be that third wide receiver. I, I read yesterday that Josh Ali had some drops, which is unfortunate, but I still yeah. overall am not too worried about him. Obviously, Wandell, you hope everything's fine there. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that it is, but you feel good about him, and it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to see how Kentucky loses him or uses him. Excuse me. And <laughs> Lewis is the the name that you almost see the most it was good to see magwood and christian lewis get some love yesterday i know epps uh alex walker had a had a tweet if you follow him he had a tweet that showed magwood and epps having some nice catches that was cool but lewis is like the guy that i keep coming back to being the being the, the third guy i feel like if 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 we 
it's if it's not somebody else, I feel like it'd be him. But it seems like you've got plenty of options, Roush. Yeah, it's just whenever I see Lewis and Magwood doing well, it is against, you know, the Walworth defenses, you know. So it's it's hard for me to tell how good. I I know they're going to be good in the future. I don't know how good they're going to be right away. Uh you know, I Isaiah Cummings had another awesome catch yesterday. Uh he's he's still in that fun, like that's what's fun about going to practice is seeing the like he, he breaks the huddle, he's going right. And then he's like, oh, crap, I think I'm supposed to be left. And then all the coaches are like, no, it's right, Isaiah. You know, like to where you're seeing these guys kind of work through, you know, young mistakes and, and figure out what they're doing out there. Uh, you know, you're having coaches to each other. out. Man, there was at one point Mark Stoops undressed an assistant coach. I, phew, I've, I've seen Stoops mad. I've never seen him just lay into somebody like that. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, and, you know, you had a... Uh, Which coach you know, was it? It was uh, it was one of the new coaches. And spill, it was something... Fill the beans. It was uh, it was Collins, the new secondary coach. Uh, and, you know, Stoops is a secondary guy, so he's going to be harder on Collins than he is normal. And it was something like he was... I think he was, like, checking out of what they wanted to too late or something like that. And he was just like, run the damn play. You know, one of those... Like, he... But man, he just he completely lost his mind. That was who man. That was one of those. I was sitting on top of that hill at the time, uh, trying to like get a bird's eye view and also just to sit on my butt for a little bit. And man, yeah, it was it the words were crawling up my spine from you know hundred yards away. <laughs> oh man, that's that, that's great stuff. I, I feel like even as a 30-year-old, I, I I couldn't get like that worked up about something you know uh yeah but you're also like that's a different environment it just i I know but like i just feel like i couldn't like go up to another man in a working capacity and just be like you big dumb animal you did bad like i just i (laughs) i i maybe you have to maybe it's just like a hat that you wear but it'd be tough for me to do yeah i can see that happening with me because i have a temper and now i'll because it, it, it would be the like i get i'll lose my mind over small little dumb things like if things aren't where they're supposed to be you know like just from a very basic standpoint like the 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 forks in the wrong place or something like that and i have to like actively calm myself down I, on a football field when there's very little things that are supposed to be done a certain way and they aren't, I could see myself just losing my mind over it. Yeah. But I hope you're not like exploding over forks like football coaches sometimes do on sidelines. No, no, I'm not, but I can feel it inside though. In in within me, I want to do that. And I have to just like grip my teeth and like, be a great time to go be a great time to read like a therapy sponsor (laughs) so many podcasts have them we we don't unfortunately if there's one thing here that we do here at kentucky roll call roush we do not give free shout outs to businesses nope never only the ones that are good to us absolutely hey like salsaritas yeah they're the best because they have the best food the best meats the best tacos 
the best chips, man. They're wildly addictive. And the, the freshest salsa. Salsa is so good. It's in their name. I prefer the hot salsa. Our friend Scooter Dingus, he can't take the heat. But it, the thing is, TJ, that I think Scooter doesn't eloquently state because he's a little scared of the hot salsa, is that it's like a hot that doesn't just burn you up. It's a flavorful taste. Yeah, that, that's the thing I don't understand is, yes, it, it does have a kick. I like spicy things. It, it's fla- it, it's uh, it, it's certainly spicy. But it's so good. It's just, it's like the perfect tendency of kind of wet versus like, you know, solids in it where it's not like too runny, but or it's too got chunky. Yeah. Oh, too yeah. chunky. Because like sometimes like you're basically just eating tomatoes, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Those are the worst. More. Yeah. What, do you, what would you rather have? One that's got like too, too many tomatoes, too much junk, or just too runny? Uh, not too runny because I am notorious at spilling salsa on my shirt. So I would rather take it chunky as long as it's going to stay on the chip. I would go, I'd rather go runny weirdly enough, because if I, if it's too chunky, then I'm, I'm pretty much going to go runny as is, but I'll look like less of a goober because I'm not, I'm not going to eat a million little tomatoes. Like I'm not going to put, that's not going to happen. So yeah, it needs to look more like ketchup and less like an actual plant from the ground. I well, it needs it needs more sugar is what it needs. But I stab I I basically just kind of like stab my chip in between just to get the liquids onto the chip. Like basically just soak it and then and then I eat it. I'll eat some. Like I'll I'll put on you know I'll put on a front if people are looking at me. Make I'll I'll put <laughs> I'll do the old song and dance. But um, salsaritas is the perfect tendency. And that's not I that's not I I I'm talking about like the ultra chunks and I think you know what I'm talking about. Right, uh, right. We we're on the same page cuz there's some that is just it's wild. But salsaritas has the perfect one. Uh, Hoosier Dingus has lost his mind or really embarrassed himself either or cuz it's not it's not too spicy, but it's the perfect level of kick. You put it with their wildly addictive chips, you've got a winner there. Download the app, it's going to save you money. They got two locations in Louisville. Middletown and St. Matthews, check them out. Salsaritas, deliciously different. All right, hour one done. We've got a jam-packed text line. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, we've got some... Some more news, too. Recruiting. Yes, uh, yep. Yeah. Terry we, Wilson making headlines. Yeah, we got that as well. We, we need to talk. Oh, man. We also... You know, we got to talk about yesterday on oh, Big X Sports Radio. God, I, yes. We... Oh, man. We most certainly it keeps on do. giving, Todd. It's a it was a it was a funny day. All right, we'll do that when we return. Hour number two of KRC on Big X Sports Radio after this. Think of me once in a while. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Roll here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Douglas, the producer, on your Wednesday morning. Thanks for thanks for listening. We're always grateful for that. Text on into the show 
1450. Roush, you know what's going on at Genesis Diamonds? I believe that you can get your GIA certified diamonds for less than you normally get them, correct? On the cheap. Big sale, twenty percent off. Am, am uh, I am I dreaming that? You no, you 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 nailed it. Right wow. now, Genesis Diamonds, you save an extra twenty percent on all GIA certified diamonds. You buy like the dealers buy at this once in a year event. All shapes, all sizes. Don't miss the best prices of the year on all GIA certified diamonds. Uh, Roush, they say most of the time, high percentage of the time when people get engaged, it's it's with the diamond. really it's a diamond ring yeah so if you were thinking about getting engaged now would maybe be a good time to to save 20 percent. and even if you aren't doing it in the immediate future just it's good to have around just keep handy you know oh like even if like maybe maybe who's your dingus should get one yeah yeah it's a good investment you never know when it's going to be right you never know when you're going to meet the the woman of your dreams and Yesterday, Trevor's love life was discussed on the Ramsey show, the the, the Ramsey show, the Mike Rutherford show with Ramsey yeah. yesterday. Yeah, it, it was discussed. Uh, he fell in love with a not a stripper, a Taco Bell drive-through attendant. Yeah, yeah, and like again, I just I feel like just listening to to Rutherford get to know Trevor. Oh man. And, and and he's so surprised by like, you know, these these small things like that that we're like, oh, well that's just wait till you really get to know Trevor. And it, you're starting to you're starting to to see it and it's uh it, it's fascinating. It's fun. Yeah, but he fell in love with a Taco Bell worker cuz she was celebrating some TV show or something. I don't know. She congratulated him on Uncle Buck Day. Yeah. Uncle Buck, great movie. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. I guess if you combine Uncle Buck with Taco Bell, that that's uh, just one big circle on the Trevor Venn diagram. So he's in love. But and, he says when he got up to the window, it was a different person. Oh no! But they were looking for the Taco Bell Uncle Buck lady on the Westport Road Taco Bell. So if you find her textures, you send her Trevor's way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You. It was the the one on Westport. That was um, uh, he he's he's talked about the the BBN dating website a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what? That wasn't the most hilarious part of the show. The funniest part was when John Ramsey said with a straight face that he believes Louisville's going to win nine football games in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty-one. I I, I and I know I know Ramsey hosts the TV show, but he doesn't have horrible sports takes on the TV show. Right, it, it right. It felt good to hear him back on radio. Weirdly oh, enough, to to say that uh, he he seems like an awesome, hilarious, like a, kind of like a funny dude. I'm sure he'd be fun to be around. But goodness gracious, his delusion with U of L sports is oh man, it's it's wonderful. And I really think that this is what we need. Our John, like we don't need John Ramsey every day for three hours. That's no way too much John Ramsey, but sprinkling in some John Ramsey every once in a while. That's fun. Like I, I can't get that. Wolf like non-win wolf of football. Like I can't get that, you know, all the time because you know, it's, it's just, it's, 
it's it's it it's the craziness becomes you know propagated and it just it's too much this is too much but in small doses it's hilarious and i love that like he was basing it just off of like one conversation he had with scott satterfield i oh man it makes me so happy i need more of that delusion back because that that's been the real bummer about satterfield this offseason is you don't have that sort of blind optimism that we usually get that's followed by heartbreak with the University of Louisville fan base. And it's good to know that there's still a John Ramsey out there tooting the cards horn no matter what. Uh, well said. Totally agree. U of L, I, I don't see I don't see nine wins, but uh, that was that 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 was a good time. That I, I, was great. Was Mike was like, so what are you thinking? Seven, even eight? He goes, No, I'm thinking nine. <laughs> I will. I will say this. You know, he's obviously a, a U of L butt slapper, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's a U of L fan, but it, it, he did kind of call out U of L athletics and Vince, basically saying we need to be honoring Tom Jurich, which is zero chance that happens. But it was kind of a, a spicy take for Ramsey's sake. Man, is that surprising? at all well no of course it's not surprising but like <laughs> but I, I tell you what first off they're the uh, kind of following along the the text line and i i don't you know if you don't put krc on your text i think we'll be okay but uh i can't it, there could be days where it's it, it's confusing but there there were U of L fans like love them some some ramsey and rutherford mm-hmm. they 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 love ramsey's optimism and I, I'm guessing people can like understand like they, they don't necessarily always agree with them. It's just like a comforting, hey, somebody that's always going to be back in the cards. But uh, nine wins, no chance in France. Oh man, I I I do appreciate though that if if John Ramsey is anything, he is loyal. He is loyal to his core. So uh shout out to him he's always got his guys back and uh glad glad to hear him if only for a little while talking a little bit yesterday uh on the mike rutherford show in the afternoon which is man it, it, it was a nice little refreshing afternoon lesson after kind of getting the same monotony for a while so bigger xier big exports radio afternoons three to six yeah uh, there, i think we have a couple listeners that are like sick of us promoting the the mike rutherford show but i i, I crack up almost immediately man i I just turned it yeah trevor was batting he's batting like 80 percent and just making me laugh with just very basic things that he's saying oh man and it's like doing the thing he wanted to call the taco bell lady we said he wanted to say we're kindred (laughs) spirits and he said we're rekindled spirits and it's like (laughs) no like rekindle means you're like you're meeting again you're lighting that fire back up like oh man it just they they haven't started calling them on it yet no, 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 because they're not used to like, wait, did he just say that? You know, like it, it takes a little while to realize that he's saying the wrong words that he's meaning to say. So it's just. Uh, oh, and he, it, and he accidentally called. If you didn't see it on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page, he accidentally called Mike Rutherford show little brother to like our show. <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, he was like, I instantly regret saying that. <laughs> A U of L shows little brother to UK and Mike was like, damn it, Trevor. We got to cut that scooter. 
this is your time to shine all right get off a of vacation he's listening cut some audio for us scoots okay he texted in about the salsa bit and uh, we'll get to that we can get to the text line now i know we do have some recruiting stuff we can sprinkle that in later Browse yeah we'll do that you... later yeah, yeah, okay. yeah let's get to this text line um because we've got some good ones in here another texture says i'm putting my krc identifier at the end of my text like my dollar sign krc <laughs> yeah you're you're a rebel you little stinker oh uh i don't i think we'll be all right it 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 was i'm sure there will be shows that mike gets a ton of text um but i i think that that first day was a little overwhelming but i think it was a lot of people just welcome him back onto radio and rightfully so because it's uh louisville radio is better with mike rutherford having a, a daily show a texter says, we don't give a crap about Mike Rutherford. That's timely. I love that a lot of these are just like telling them to suck it. Uh, like, Trevor and Rutherford better not interfere with us podcasters' text. Tell Trevor to pick get his crap together. That's from Billy Big Blue. Oh, Billy Big Blue had a funny tweet that I retweeted yesterday referring to the re- – if you missed yesterday's show, Nick Roush admitted to being on and using the bathroom during a Mark Stoops press conference or Zoom. Wild stuff. What if the camera would have came on? Uh, Then it would have been bad. Probably wouldn't have been a flattering angle. Yep. Would not have been whatsoever at all. Do you, Um, do you often bring the computer into the bathroom? Nope. First time, but you know, that was just, you have to do some certain things. Mm. That's first time. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. Never type first time. You've never like taken in there, type. No, it's it's a break. You know, it's time to time to do other things. <laughs> okay, uh, I I think I have it. I yeah, uh, that that checks out. A texter says, "What's your all's take on Naomi Osaka Osaka in the media? Since the reporter asked her a tough question, she cries, walks away, and now her agent and tennis media are blaming the reporter." Is her agent Tom George? How uh, this is man, this is weird. Yeah, this is weird. How is it good for media to be forced into asking layup questions only? Roush, are you familiar with this? So, uh, I'm I'm pulling up the actual question right now. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, so, you, everybody I'm, needs to know the question. Okay, the question is: You're not especially fond of dealing with the media, especially in this format. You have suggested there are better ways to do it that we'd like to try to explore that. My question, I guess, was you also have outside interests beyond tennis that are served by having the platform that the media presents to you. How do you think you are able to best balance the two? So essentially, she was just asked like, hey, do you like... how can you have have it both ways? Essentially, like I think it was a pretty reasonable. It was her first press conference since she walked out on the French Open. I would have thought that she would be prepared to answer that, right? Well, it. I, I think actually she eventually got around to answering it perfectly fine. I think she gave a perfect answer, but it, it was asking that. It was like, listen, you you hate talking to the media, but you do need the media to to get certain messages and, and whatnot out there. So how do you, how do you balance that? 
and eventually, after acting just completely stunned at a question that she couldn't just rattle off some some BS answer to, eventually she got around to saying, "I don't know. I think I'm trying to figure that out, or I'm still I'm still focused on figuring that out." Which is that's that's a perfectly good answer. She probably, I mean, she very clearly is still trying to figure that out. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that answer. Just say that and move on. Just say, I'm still trying to figure it out. It, I, I, it's, I, I feel uncomfortable. I get anxiety, but I also realize that journalists serve a purpose. Or I, they're, they're, I mean, just to make this a big deal, too, folks. She does, or she could just say next question, and that would be that too. She's, she is, uh, she is in control of these press conferences. Yeah, and like she got a little emotional, but then you know recovered and answered more questions and she even kind of answered that question i don't know why like like the agent has to say the bully at the inquirer is the epitome of why it's so fraught right now it's like what are you talking about like like this is this is how things work you've got to get you've got to be able to get through things i don't like I, i i i certainly get that you know, it's a little bit different when you're 20 years old or whatever, and and you have a much brighter spotlight. But she's definitely uh, putting it on a pedestal. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna. It's like the 40 year old virgin quote, but like there is something like she is really making a mountain out of a molehill and all of this stuff. Yes. <laughs> like there's 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 no doubt about it. She's getting a bunch of anxiety for something that like is unnecessary like she there there's people uh, like i blame the people in her inner circle more than anything like this isn't a media problem i'm sure like because they even it's kind of handling it with almost like coddled hands but it's a it's an inner circle problem if they're not like they're coaching her up too much and making this too big of a deal where she's so guarded and worried about everything that like no this should be fine i thought she handled it well um, even if she did get a little emotional during it, like you're going to have to keep doing this to balance the, both of them. So get through this first one. It's going to be tough, but you're going to be fine. The more that they make a big deal about this, the worse it's going to get. Right? Yeah. At some point, you just got to ignore it and move on. And I think we do that right now here on the mm, uh, text good level. Idea. What do we got next? We have a texture that says, when y'all say Tomiwa's name, um, am I the only person that thinks of the police lineup scene from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Tomiwa reminds me of Tomiwai, Billy Big Boy. If you haven't seen it, there's a short one-minute clip. Uh, so, TJ, I got to admit something that I'm really bad at with television shows. I liked Brooklyn Nine-Nine when it came out, and I watched maybe a season or two of it, and then I just stopped watching it for really no apparent reason at all. Same thing with Veep. And like, those are both good shows. And I just quit watching them for no, like, I have no idea why. I, I think my wife is currently watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like it's her show that if I'm gone or away or something that she watches, I could be mistaken about that. Veep, buddy, you're missing out on. One of the yeah. funniest shows in, in TV history. It, it just, Certainly it makes, on the list. It makes no sense why I just decided to just quit watching. Like there's no, uh, and, and the thing is too, is I'll end up going back and watching. Like I've watched, uh, like, like right now I'm almost finished with 30 rock. I've like, I could have been watching it at the time, but for some reason I just did it. I don't, I don't understand it. I'm, I'm a, I'm a very weird complex human. You really are. 
You really are. Really, uh, really. This next text I actually think is accurate, but I, I still can't. I'm still not 100% sure. KRC host clearly didn't watch the Cal 30 for 30. The Cal Calhoun recruiting accusation was mentioned in that. Disappointed in b- both of you. I remember they touched on that, but I, I guess I had just forgotten the specifics of like the cancer yeah, thing. I don't think they specifically had Jim Calhoun on talking about how he accused somebody of having cancer. I don't. I don't know. Like, I feel like that would have been a little bit more of a lightning rod from it. Maybe it was also, it came out when I was in college and I was looking at the bright side of things more so, you know, I, I, it just, I, I, that I completely forgot that happened. Specifically kind of what, what bright things were you more focused on? Kentucky being awesome. Cause that came out in what? 2014, maybe. Yeah, remember how the uh, 2013 team had that ESPN or had that show? I think it was on ESPN. All Access. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Nerds team, that was bad. Yeah, that wasn't good. No, wasn't good at all. Okay, this is a a long text. Okay. What's up, gents? This is Plumley Bro checking out. Great. And I would just like to call out the absolute lunatic who doesn't think podcast listeners should send in the text. Plumley brother, there's a little part of me that wants to just stop you right here and say that that person was clearly trying to get a rise out of people, and you took the bait, buddy. You, you took, took the bait. You took the bait. And he says, I'm mainly a podcast listener, and the text line is something I love listening to every single day because it's just TJ and Roush talking out loud with their honest tips on any questions topics i may have i also think some of my texts may be the stuff other folks are thinking as well so whoever thinks their cojones are the size of the grand canyon they can literally okay well uh they can flat out freaking suck it to the highest degree else one seven weenie (laughs) there's a lot there roush there was a lot there yeah, I guess overall, like the sentiment that that seemed kind of like a compliment to us to some degree, but on the flip side, we're not we're we're going to be reading text from podcast listeners, Plumley bro. Don't you worry. Yeah, don't you worry, buddy. Uh, one texture says, I think the way to get more people vaccinated in the SEC would be proof of vaccination to get in. Tulane is now requiring it, re- requiring it, and only had twenty seven people cancel their season tickets. While having a good amount of new people purchasing tickets. Imagine if a hundred thousand person stadium mandated vaccines in Alabama. Man, half fifty percent of Tulane season ticket holders canceled. That's wild. <laughs> Boom, roasted Tulane. Yeah, yeah good job. Uh, um, no, I, 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 I just don't like like forcing people to do this you, or that, and that's how I feel about it. That's your. You're just libertarian. Yeah, but, that's your. Like at your heart, you don't like the word mandate. You know? I would just say that would make more sense from a health standpoint than uh, alternative options that we discussed briefly yesterday. Yeah, I, w- I will say, though, Terry, there is a part of you that you need to do remember when we talked about this last year. Um, and it's your philosophy on a lot of things. And you're going to have to remember when you're dad, too. Just because things are difficult doesn't mean that we can't do it. That's really going to happen a lot when you've got a kid around and you want to like go do things. And sometimes like, I, I don't know how hard and fast you're going to stick to it. Cause sometimes things are hard and you're just like, you know what? I'd rather stay at home than, than, than cause it's a pain in the butt. I'd rather just watch from home. So um, I, I I'm applying that philosophy 
to uh, parenting, but that also uh, is going to apply to whatever their COVID restrictions are going to be, uh, which was something you echoed quite a bit last year. Yeah, I, I've, apples and oranges, but that's um, I, I don't doubt that there's going to be some restrictions in place just in time for the football season. A texter says, Alex Walker video, Levis throwing long. Oh, sorry. That's it. I'm reading what the video was because you all that send us videos, we can't play the video. We're, we're not playing the videos on the air. So I have to like it's describe audio. what they were. But it was the Alex Walker video, which I had briefly already discussed. But it's a thing of beauty. If you haven't seen it, definitely go uh go go check it out yeah, b-roll had a really excited. good video too where i was like you know what if you just take videos of of levis launching bombs people are gonna love it and he does the thing too where he kind of speeds up some of it so you can fit a lot of different plays in there man some of those passes just right in the bread basket yeah yeah and like i said you're gonna get some some situations and scenarios where he's going to have all day so if Josh Ali or Wandell, if they can break loose, he can find them on really at any point on the field. So that that's worth getting excited about. Again, it's going to be run heavy. It should be. You've got Chris Rodriguez, who did Liam Cohen basically faint talking about Chris Rodriguez yesterday? I mean, yeah, he was he was Uncle Jesse. Have mercy. I mean, he was smitten. And that like they're they're basically just saying we want you to to stay in shape, be conditioned, but we're not letting you take too many unnecessary hits. We they're basically just saving them for the season, which I love. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, he's good at football. Ah, oh, yeah, uh, that is good stuff. All mm-hmm. right, what do, what do we got now? I'm sending over text. So if okay, you maybe I'll want read to a read, couple more before we more get to today. a break. Uh, Texture says this is a test for roll call. Never mind. I mean, Mike Rutherford show. Suck it, Roush. Oh wow, that was unnecessary. Uh, podcast listener, so I might be late, but did Roush just have a stroke? Quickly, he plays basketball for the Knicks, not football for the Sixers. Maybe I meant to say Maxi. I don't know. I. That, <laughs> but nobody else brought that up for what it's worth yeah uh, i don't wow I, I don't i don't i don't know where that's coming from yeah I, yeah i don't either texture <laughs> says tj taking the l and going to jail i don't know what that means i don't i don't either now no, i think I this is i think this is a good one to read and maybe we hit the break oh, yeah. a little tease because I, I i really look forward to your answer here and we uh we do have a little bit more recruiting and even some basketball recruiting to discuss as well so why don't we read this one and then we'll we'll go to a break keontae goodwin mentions how he will be visiting top schools like ohio state and bama this fall is this worrisome Uh-oh. is it is it I don't know. I guess you'll have to wait till after these messages on Kentucky Roll Call. We did it. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Say, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. (laughs) 
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Douglas, the producer, on your Wednesday morning. Once again, thank you. you hey i've got for the work day done and dusted as they say on the pelotron and you're off and rolling going on with that sorry terry my my internet is uh not wanting to cooperate right now but i think i'm good to go now or can you hear me loud and clear good to go yes no maybe so Oh boy, this is bad. Not great. Any idea? Issues. No. Well, I guess it's Terry who was having actual internet trouble. I thought it was on Terry's side, but uh, nevertheless, we are back. We're good to go. Yeah, I wasn't sure who it was. Terry, can can you hear me now? Are you good? Yeah, you're. We're all good. It it was doing. This is going to be inside baseball, but uh, give us twenty seconds. But it was doing the. You know, like when Justin will sign in a thousand different times, it'll make that noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kept it kept doing that. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Roush is having some issues, or if he wanted to reconnect. And then, uh, and then I, I realized, saw in the top left corner it said like it, there was a little thing was spinning. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, that probably means it's me. So I hopped out and hopped back in. So did I was I, I wondered like did I, I tried to do like the rejoin to get us back going? I wonder. You did. You did tried. Anybody... I, I thought I th- I didn't know if it was me or you, so I thought that you did it perfectly. So I was just <laughs> quiet, and instead it was just. <laughs> so uh, ignore that because we've got important news to talk about. That I'm very happy. I'm very proud of the Big Blue Nation yesterday, Terry, because there was a report from Chad Simmons where a video released of Keontae Goodwin talking about Alabama potentially taking an official visit this fall and the big blue nation did not lose their minds. Good job. Good job, everybody. Pat yourself on the back. You did it. You didn't go crazy for no reason. Uh, The, the video of like, I feel like it was a concerted effort to share the Alabama news first and then wait to share the Kentucky video later. Like, I think that's how the recruiting game kind of works now that I'm more, I'm, I'm a little bit more plugged into how they operate on the national level with these sort of things. You know, there's like, Oh, when we're posting to the Alabama message board and there's all sort of this stuff, but like, I just, it's going to take a lot, a lot, a lot to convince me that Keontae Goodwin is not going to be a Kentucky Wildcat. I just, I don't, I just, I'm not worried about it. I'm glad fans didn't freak out over it. Um, I think he's about as solid as it gets. I think for the most part, he's being a polite kid when it comes to his recruitment stuff. When I've been around him too, Terry, he, he kind of rolls his eyes whenever he has to take calls from coaches. Like he's kind of over this stuff, but I think he is willing to be like, you know what? Why not do some official visits? And he probably will. He probably will take some, but I'm still, I'm still not going to be worried about it. Yeah, I guess some people would say, like, how how could he be over-recruiting and still want to take those visits? But I do agree with you. That was probably 
it, it seems like the insiders don't sense that Kentucky's coaches are worried about it either. So if they're not worried about it and he, he is 110% committed to Kentucky. Yeah. You may as well let Alabama pay for a trip and go, go enjoy a weekend down there. And it, you, you only get to kind of go through this stuff one time. So I, if everybody says not to be worried about it, I won't be worried about it. But I swear to everything that's holy, if you guys are wrong, you're going to you're gonna get it, Roush. All right. All right. I, I, I hope No, I in all seriousness, it, it, nobody seems to be overly concerned about it. So until folks get worried about it, I don't think there's any sense in worrying about it. There we go. That's, a, that's one way to put it. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think he's pretty solid, too. And he, one of the guys he works out, I mean – the amount of guys he just knows that are at Kentucky right now too. <laughs> like um, there, there's a lot of connections there. I feel like he's had a really good relationship with Kentucky's coaching staff. So not worried about it. Um, I, I do have some, some good news to share. Uh, Terry Wilson starting quarterback for the new Mexico Lobos. Congrats, Terry. You did. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he, it was, he's playing for his high school coach's son. son. Yes. And so I, I'm sure he wouldn't have gone there unless he felt pretty good about, uh, being the starter, but he went out there and won it fair and square. And and this is a team that kind of stunk last year. So Terry's, we'll, we'll see what he can bring to the table. I'm sure it's a, a huge upgrade at the position for them. And we'll all be rooting for him in Kentucky, no doubt about it. I, I've got some. I've got some other quarterback news. Oh, what's that? Let's all take a moment. Uh, and give a big hearty suck it to South Carolina and also oh, a belly God. laugh. Because they're at the point where they're just having to take make coaches be quarterbacks now. Yeah, and and I hope you all like realize that Terry's not joking. Like they are making their graduate assistant play quarterback because they don't have any. Yep, uh, the twenty four year old is no longer going to be a grad assistant because he's going to be in the quarterback room competing for a quarterback starting position. That's just hilarious. He, he probably won't be the he won't be the starter, but still, just not a not a good. If I was a South Carolina fan, that wouldn't make me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And I get it. You you had uh, you had an injury, but you you would hope things would be a little bit better. And that's coming from the team that played a wide receiver quarterback for an entire season. Yeah, well, worked well for us. Yeah, suck it to Virginia Tech. Got punched in the face and then punched on the field. Yeah. Bada boom, bada bing. All right, those were good quick hitters. Anything else real quick or get back to the text line? Uh, let's get back to the text line with uh, a great question here. Uh, can Will Levis scramble well? You bet your rest. sweet butt he can. Absolutely. He was Penn State's rushing quarterback. So. Yeah. Somebody. Uh, a I, I was kind of describing Will Levis to a U of L friend of mine. And he went, kind of sounds like Patrick Tolles. And it does kind of sound a little like Patrick Tolles. I think Levis can throw it further than Tolles can. but And that's not saying much because Levis has an absolute rocket. But why? why would, let's say a Kentucky fan's nervous about it sounding like Patrick Tolles. What would you tell them? What would you say to that? Well, Patrick Tolles uh, did some good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his like other his experience outside of Kentucky was playing for a six and six Boston College team. You know, like Levis played for some pretty good Penn State teams, and he 
played pretty regularly. Um, People forget Penn State kind of stunk last year. Oh, they did. They did. That is correct. Um, but the year before, you know, he was still that, all right, we yeah. need to change a pace guy. We're going to throw Levis in there. And I I don't recall, like, he's top 10 in quarterback rushing in school history there. I don't remember Toll, like, Tolls would run some, but it wasn't, like, designed that much. Like, it was out of, it was just scrambling kind of deal. So, uh, I, I feel like Levis, out of just... I think his ball placement's a little bit better than Tolls. I saw a lot more consistency from him. Like, I mean, I bet I watched him throw a hundred passes yesterday, and I can count like maybe three that weren't where they were supposed to be. You know, sometimes he they were a little hot. You know, it came in a little too quick, uh, put a little too much mustard on the ball. But I, I very very accurate from what I saw thus far. Uh, but you know, that was one practice. Um, it's still a limited sample size. Uh, so. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit more optimistic than I was on tolls. Yeah, no, and I and I I am too. And but we also have to remember after that tolls Dak Prescott game, like people were really hyping up Patrick Tolls as being like the 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 next big thing or potentially the next big thing. Yeah. I think Dan Wolken had an article on it, if I'm not mistaken. But no, he he ran more a little more than I think you're giving him credit for, but. It maybe it wasn't as designed as you're saying. I just remember I thought there was a few RPOs and then that Louisville game where Kentucky dropped that interception. I feel like he rushed he he rushed a decent bit there, but I also could be misremembering. Yeah, I mean he had he had three hundred yards in fourteen the the only year he was the starter for every game. So three hundred yards in twelve games. I mean, that's quick math there. Not a, not a lot of yards a game. No, it's not, but he also wasn't, like... He had six rushing touchdowns, though, so I guess, you know, when you were near the goal line, you could count him to just fight for, you know... Yeah, maybe that's that's what I'm thinking of. But but, but Levis can definitely run, and he can take hits. You don't want him taking a ton, but he's in the red zone between him and Chris Rodriguez. Oh, Roush, that's another thing. Like, just salivating over all the practice reports from yesterday and clearly admit that I'm just... Uh, being a total goober first off shout out to all the writers out there that describe all the different personnels instead of just strictly saying the numbers <sighs> i feel like i know a decent amount of them but i definitely don't know all of them so it's always nice just to one get a refresher and two to learn some of the new ones as writers roush i'm sure it's annoying to feel like you have to write it every single time but you're going to bring more people into the nerdy side of football if you do it but talking about having the i think it's 21 personnel having the two two running backs yeah and and uh that that's that's awesome like potentially having a little power and speed and not yeah. letting the defense knowing who's going to get the ball if it's going to be a run having to guard two different running backs out having to defend two different running backs out of the backfield in past situations just hearing about like the complexity of this offense but the simplicity and the players being able to learn it is really really intriguing and it just it, it feels I am I didn't want Eddie Grand to go. I was pretty I I brought that up several times during the offseason last year. But I I'm getting excited about Liam Liam Cohen. And 
Luckett needs to keep just tweeting out those Rams plays, even if it doesn't really fit Kentucky at all. I think mm-hmm. naturally Kentucky fans, especially dumb brains like myself, we're just like, oh, wow, just change the jerseys to UK jerseys, and that's the Cats, baby. So those are always really fun. I'm getting pumped up. I like all the options. Yeah. Woohoo! Love it. Love to hear it. Yeah, and the two running back sets, too. Kentucky's got the guys. That, like, they've got the horses for that, which it, that's why you run it. I know this is I, – I know I've I've been a huge butt slapper today, and I, I don't mean this to sound cliche, but it just seems like Kentucky's doing whatever it takes to get the best players on the field. And, and obviously they're not forced – and it seems like it's not being forced. That, that's another aspect to it, is you're getting your best playmakers on the field – and you're going to put them in all positions to succeed and feed off one another where, all right, well, you're going to try to, to you, oh, you're worried about the running backs or here comes Wandell in a jet sweep. Like there's, it just seems like there's going to be so much for a defense to have to defend. And we haven't been able to say that a lot about Kentucky's offense in previous years. We've been able to say we have an awesome offensive line, which we also do this year. And we've got a really good running back, which we do this year. And we're just going to pound you in the mouth, which Kentucky will probably do this year. But now it seems like you have uh, a B option, which hasn't been the case. Ah, it's great. Love it. Absolutely love it. Cats going to oh, – I, I was I was joking with some of the reporters. I was like, so uh, you book your trip to Atlanta? You know, I, I was I was one spicy takes from everybody yesterday. Didn't always get them, but – uh yeah, booked my trip to Atlanta yesterday. Wow! Did, wait, did you really? No, I did not. You yeah. should actually do it. I mean, most hotel fee- are like free cancellation, anyways. That's true. So yeah. you you could do Just it. Gotta did remember it, to cancel. Yeah. Did, well, who gave you like the snarkiest response? Um, that hey, that crowd was like the there was a ton of media there, mm-hmm. and uh, I haven't covered UK football in a good while. That. You didn't get crowds like that for an open practice. You didn't get crowds like that for practices. Maybe you'd get a crowd like that for media day, but I swear I feel like there was maybe even a media day that was of similar mold. But that that's kind of a sign of yeah. where Kentucky's come or how far they've come. Yes, definitely. And uh, thoughts and prayers out to our buddy Chris Leach, who had a little little episode yesterday, but I think he's doing fine now. So a uh, great reporter out there, uh, had a little health scare, but I th- he should be doing okay now. So, uh, glad to see he's doing well. Good to uh, hear. Texture asks, what's more underrated apple juice or orange juice? I mean, to be underrated, you have to be not talked about a lot. Orange juice is in mimosas. People have orange juice all the time. It's like the go-to juice, apple juice, very slept on until you have a child. And then it's like, Oh, apple juice, not that bad. Like that's normally TJ. When I go to like the the continental breakfast, I'll get a little shot of apple juice because I haven't had it in a long time, and they they've got it there. Yeah, I'm not a big apple juice fan, but love orange juice. Orange juice is delicious. Uh, one time I was at a place that had dollar mimosas, and I said, uh, "Can I just have an orange juice, please?" And they said, "Yeah, but it'll be six dollars." And I said, what? That's ridiculous. You're going to charge me more money to get orange juice without alcohol in it? And they said, yep, we use cheap orange juice for the mimosas, so that's why it was more expensive. Mm, yeah, makes sense. Makes plenty of sense. Um, Mitch Barnhart would not approve. <laughs> the texture says, uh, 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 KRC folks, TJ says, I admit I know nothing about anything. Again, TJ and I agree on something. Wow, twice in one month. Have a great show, UK Pass. 
UK Pez, I will fully admit every time that I don't pretend to have all the answers. I certainly do have opinions, though. And when you do a sports radio show, uh, sometimes it's good to have opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, one texter says, agree with TJ, masks don't work. Either people either make people get vaccine or show negative tests before the football game and make masks optional. I, I totally agree that masks should be optional. Okay, this part, we got like six texts on those chips. Uh, there's only one company in the whole world that gets their chips from ad that are the rare material problem. This is where the shortage is coming. Also blame Apple too. They have exclusive rights to smaller chips. They can print more than anyone else. If you don't know how chips are made, they're printed on a large disc, and then they were basically pizza cut them out. So smaller chips means the more you can fit in the disc. They on they're on the company who all the companies get their chips from. Only has one factory. Everyone saw the chip problem coming, and they were in the process of building in factories in America and a couple of different places. But COVID kind of has messed all this up. Sorry for the bad grammar. I'm driving right now. Well, don't text Dude, and don't, drive. Come you on. God bless. I wish I would have read that first. And we would have just thrown all these out. You get eliminated if you text and drive. But uh, at least pull over. Pull over. But thanks for the lesson on chips. That You you made my point for me. Build more factories. Get more chips. Yeah. Bada boom, bada bing. Uh, texture says, got a guy I work with that's convinced the Louisville is final four bound. What an absolute dingus. He can suck it. But you man, work, you work with John Ramsey. I do love that though. You know, like I just keep, keep getting them. The more delusional, the better. Carly Jones had a huge, uh, he had a good NBA summer. Yeah. Good for him. If, if they had, if you've all had Carly Jones or David Johnson, I, I wouldn't think Final Four, but I'd be like, I can understand why U of L fans would think second weekend, and I don't think that's impossible with what they've got now. I, I, I think it's kind of a middle of the the pack ACC team, which can if which can be good certain years. That that's not necessarily a slight, but missing those both those guys, I think that was a little bit of a surprise to U of L staff, and that's why they were scrambling, and it, they turned out okay. They, I think they've got a backcourt where you feel solid about some options, but. It's uh, if you you'd have a lot more certainty if you kind of had one of those go to guys. Definitely, definitely. Um, John here. Good hump day morning to all. Hey, what did the drummer call his twin daughter daughters? Anna one, Anna two. Hey, that's a good one. Okay, I need some coffee after yesterday's scrimmage. Should I be concerned about the opening game? I don't think so. We should win by twenty eight plus. Do you guys agree? Well, gotta go. Talk to you later. Uh, pretty much anybody who's uh, likes to think of themselves as a gambling person doesn't believe that 30 points is enough. So, Yeah, it, but there, there's also a little part. It's like, wow, UK's first game with a new offense and a, a new quarterback. Surely there's got to be some hiccups. Yeah, I mean, you would need some serious ones. They stink. They're really bad. So. Take that to the bank. Well, I hope Kentucky's up by 90 at halftime. That would be swell. Yeah, it's really probably going to be hot. It, it's, it'd be nice to have a little bit extra of my Saturday. I'll, I'll, I'm planning on being there at the Krogue, so uh, that, that's going to be a good time. A texture says, I see a lot of people talking about Bo Allen getting the second team reps and Gatewood being on third team on the depth chart. Stoops, hmm. Is that an old text? Uh, it 
could be. I don't know. Stoops didn't publicly talk about the QB pecking order until after Gatewood did explore. Oh, okay, it's not. After Gatewood decided to explore the transfer portal, is Allen really ahead of Gatewood or Stoops just building him up because he expects Allen to stick around and Gatewood to find a new home? It, it, sound, it sounded like Allen was doing better, but it, it, even, even or I think Stoops said it was, it, you know, the, the job was open for second. So we'll take him at his word, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do think that there was maybe some writing on the wall. Um, and also, like, and that's boy, what I, a lot of people say, Roush. So, again, we kind of have to take those people for their word. I, I don't think that everybody's trying to cover something up. But even if you are, then what does it matter if Gatewood's gone and it's Bo Allen? It, who, who cares if it was all pipe or not? We'll find out. Yeah, yeah. And, and Allen played well yesterday until the two-minute drill. And then he just lobbed one up to the wrong guy. Through a pick, ended practice, but for the most part, I thought Allen played played really well. Uh, it's just it's secondary is too good. That's the nice thing about these open practice scrimmages. If one thing goes wrong, it's because the other thing was too good. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Too good of a secondary. We did it, folks. A texture says, "Any update on our vaccination rate?" Uh, do not have that. No, maybe we'll get that. I have a feeling we'll get that probably right before the uh, this, that that Monday press conference before the season starts. Texter says, John here. Again, I agree with TJ. Papa John's does have the best pepperoni plus garlic sauce. Also, did I mention the Chiefs are really good and will go undefeated? We'll got to go talk to you later. No wow. chance, John. Chiefs aren't going undefeated. 17-0. You heard it here for – no, wait. Wait, is it 17-0 in the regular season now? Yeah. Oh, wow. I had to double, double take there. Uh, no idea what this texter is asking, TJ. <laughs> me, me neither. And it's like a texter that has had good texts in the past, so it must be referring to somebody that maybe stoops or something. I don't know. Was he wearing boxers or briefs? Farmer stands? Farmer stand? Farmer stand? Maybe, maybe Levis? Who knows? Uh, this is from Hoosier Scooter Dingus. I've had two salsas in Florida, and for what it's worth, I'd rather have salsaritas hot than either of them. It's been, it's been a rough go around the Mexican food it's been a rough it's been rough around on the mexican food come on give me salsaritas medium <laughs> he sounded hsd too yeah he sure did <laughs> uh we we miss our hoosier scooter dingus oh man uh, you'll himself. be back before no time i don't he also you. we got to figure out when that was said during the podcast to send the, the scoots mcgee oh well maybe we that sounds like a job for the producer hoosier scooter dingus yeah, but I don't think he wants to listen to all of the Mike Rutherford show to hear Trevor dunk on himself, you know? Yeah, well, you know, we all got jobs. <laughs> uh, maybe Trevor would, would figure it out. He would, uh, you know, we, we, we'll we find a way to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, we'll make it happen. A texter says, is everyone still supposed to text at three today to say, suck it, Trevor, on the KRC text machine? Yep, every day on the hour. It's like the ninth green at nine. Oh man, three o'clock uh, every day. Text us. Why doesn't Douglas ever talk on the show? Because uh, there's there's a few more hoops to jump through when we're remote and, and Douglas is producing that that the HSD actually has to do to get on. You can't just talk through the microphone in the studio. So, but we're appreciative of Douglas. Wouldn't be on the air without him. Does uh, great work for all big X Sports Radio. A texter says Roush has turned Levis into Brady on KSR. Um, more like Rogers, like that. Yeah, that, 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 nice. that scratch your back. Yeah, uh, that'd be swell. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, breaking blues. It sounds like TJ and Nick are deciding to be pro Plumley bros and continue to allow yesterday's news on the text line. Pretty incredible that this had to decide with the Plumley bros speechless end of an era. But no, they, it's just common sense in this regard. We, we have, uh, and by the way, as we get closer to the season, thanks for new listeners or people that are back. Uh, we are, we're, we're happy with the, the growth of the show. So thank you to everybody, but we have people, a ton of people that listen on podcasts, so we're not going to exclude them. Yeah, of course not. Why would we? No uh, chance. This question needs a really good football mind answer. Too bad Adam Luckett isn't on the show today. <laughs> so I guess I'll settle with TJ. <laughs> Assuming our rushing attack stays late this year, what kind of numbers would Levis need to put up a scenario that takes Kentucky to Atlanta? I just, uh, a lot of folks would probably disagree with me, but I'd say an average of like 220 y- passing yards a game would be more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that it needs to be crazy like that yardage wise. I do think 20 touchdowns, like getting to there, just scoring. I, and like, I don't think that's, I don't think that's all that unrealistic either. Yeah. Like it, it, I, that's average, you know? So I, I feel like we can make it there. No yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think those were too high of expectations. That'd be over twenty six hundred yards throwing. Twenty and, and, twenty passing and touchdowns, here, probably so three rushing I, at minimum. I'll give you the averages last year. So the average SEC team seventh and eighth was like two hundred forty yards a game. Arkansas was eighth. Or seventh was uh, Georgia at two hundred fifty a game. So. You can get that's attainable, and then passing touchdowns, it was 19 a game. Like, just be average, get to 240, get to 20, 21 touchdowns, something like that. Be there in the Kentucky rushing attack, I'll take care of the rest. Sounds good to me. Uh, Texter asks, Why did Levis leave Penn State? Uh, well, they they they'd kind of made up their mind on Sean Clifford, yeah, right? and even when they were using that, the, that's correct, and even when they were using him. He had a short leash and just it, it was going to be a situation where it was maybe better to start fresh. But that I, that's a concern of mine. Like that, you know, I do get excited and everybody like I was super pumped up today, obviously. But like I, I that's it is a it is a guy that couldn't win the job at Penn State. Yeah, I mean, but to go back to our conversations yesterday, Terry, quarterbacks transfer like that happens all the time. So I'm not going to, and, and thing about Steven Johnson, who's probably, you know, one of the highest regarded passers at Kentucky. I mean, he started at Grambling, you know, like, yeah, it, a lot of stuff changed. So, um, I'm not, I'm not going to worry about that too much. Um, one texture has Roush. If you had season tickets to UK football, you would probably take your sweet brother to a game, right? can't count on family who can you count on <laughs> you know what i i think i would tell my brother to not be a cheapskate and buy his own damn season tickets and go support uh, yeah his suck it johnny Woo-hoo. seriously johnny I know, and, you're, I know you're super dad but like dude it's what seven eight saturdays even just get the mini pack and go to four it's four saturdays yeah he knows, all, he, he knows all about the mini pack too but i he he's he's a joke that's all he is he's a joke because i said one you're gonna i i who knows if your lovely wife will allow you to go which i understand they've got other obligations and plans and things that they have to do 
And so he brings it up to her because I, I, I think I have an open ticket for the Missouri game. And he brings it up and, and she's like, yeah, I think that's fine. And then he later on texts and he's like, what's the latest that you'd want to leave? That's not a good way to start, first and foremost. What, what's the latest I'd want to leave? What's the latest I'd want to leave? I don't know. Probably 9 a.m. I'm going to be yeah, so pumped like, up. Yeah, come on, dude. Like, wait, Johnny, get the hell out of here with this nonsense. You're going to be gone all day, damn it. If she says you're yeah. going, you're going all day. Like, come on. And realistically, Johnny, I'd say, like, three at the Ten. absolute latest. Three, oh, I mean, dude. absolute yeah, I mean, latest. I would have said, like, 11. You know, yeah, because you want to you want to be settled in to watch the games at the in the tailgate lot. You know, that I, I don't I don't disagree with that. I that ideally would be my plan, but we shall see. Texter says pull over. No, it's a cardigan. But thanks for noticing. Great text into the show. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Nice uh, dumb and dumber reference. Please keep reading this. I'm driving in very heavy traffic, having a lot of trouble with the wheel. Whoa, this is dangerous. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. So love, the, love show. the show though. A texture says Nick said Stoops undressed that assistant. That's right. You did say that. Yeah, you never heard somebody describe ass chewing by saying they got undressed. Yeah, but that's why he said was he wearing boxers or briefs? It was a funny, oh, it was a funny dude. That, that's where not reading the text in the moment really gets us. So yeah, yeah. Uh, damn you, podcast texters. <laughs> hand up to the texter on that yeah, one. Yeah. Good, All good right, job. we are out of time. I will be back for one final show for the week for me this week, and then uh, I, Roush, who knows what he's got planned or in store on Friday. Trevor was saying he may hop on the show today, but we saw that work. Uh, but he may be on tomorrow and he may be on Friday as well. So we shall see. I uh, want to thank Douglas, the producer, for getting us on. All the texters, as always. Roush, you have a good Wednesday, buddy. You too, pal. Take it easy. Go Cats. And we will see you all on Thursday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Roll Big X Sports Radio.